0: This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom
1: or dad in modern Josie.
0: We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of
1: crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no No judges. This week on the Great Equalizer,
0: Sam needs some alone time. Charlene is tired of being bullied. And we talk water safety with Olympic swimming legend Rake Netlin.
1: Hello. Hello. You need alone time. Why <laughs> would you possibly need alone time? <laughs>
0: Lord, I'm, I need alone time at a time where I'm going into like a very people dense
1: time of year. Okay, right.
0: And yeah. I, I'm, Elijah's not even properly in holidays yet.
1: Yeah, cause he's still going to holiday club still at school. Still going holiday yeah. club, but I'm peopled out, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you were just alone for a very long time when Ray was away. No, but it's not that. Not that kind of kind a alone of a long time. time. You just need isolation.
0: I need it. You know what I need? Like I watched a couple of episodes of Sex in the City the other day because I just couldn't anymore, and it, it invigorated me a little.
1: Mm, it does. It's so it's it that type of pushes thing. a bit of a reset button, huh? Hey?
0: I need, I need thirty minutes when nobody mm. talks to me to mm. read my book. Mm. I bought myself coloring a coloring book, like an adult coloring book, the other day. Yes, and I think. You know, I, I, I think I could benefit from it. I've never really done anything like that. But I bought it because I think I'm just craving that, can I just tune out? Can somebody stop talking to me for two seconds?
1: I used to do a lot of that. I used to have a colouring in book and pencils. And I used to colour in and draw and for hours at a time, me pre-kid. Mm, yeah. So
0: I... And I think let me just go into my my bad mom moment. You may yeah, as well because <laughs> that I think that feeds into my. Also bear in mind. So I went away as the you and the listeners know. I went to the coast a couple of weeks ago, before Elijah got sick and I you know and that whole topsy turvy week happened. And sure, I went to the coast and it was great and it was nice to get away with family. But it's still people talking to you every five seconds. And let me tell you, I'm not the kind of person who leaves dinner early and doesn't socialize. I have FOMO and I don't feel great about myself if everybody's gathered having drinks after and being gesellig. Yes, yes.
1: I, I have the same problem. I feel like I'm cheating myself out of having a life because you don't get the opportunity to be gesellig that often. Yes. So when it's happening, you want to be part of it. I'm yeah. the same.
0: So, I mean, I'm... When it comes to a bra or like if we're out, if we're away with friends or something, mm. I'm always of the last people to go to bed.
1: I'm the same. And I know <laughs> I'm tired. I need the sleep. I should just go and take the time to sleep. Yeah. But you feel like I owe it to myself to have some old conversation yeah. in a glass or of wine. Or if Elijah's
0: <laughs> down for a nap in the middle of the day... I'm, and everybody's like taking, you know, when you're away with a lot of people, there's a quiet lull. Yes. In the, in the middle of the day. Yes. And some people retire and And have there's like no a exact
1: nap. activity planned yeah. for that time. Yes.
0: So I'm the one who's initiating card games or something. I'm the same. I'm not,
1: like what are we going to do? Like, we've got some time on our hands. Right.
0: So I had a week of that, and then I had, um, and then I got back into work. So I had work the whole year, then I had a week of that, then I, and like, yeah, Ray was away, but. Maybe actually the fact that Ray's back, I'm going, oh my God, could you, like, you know, I was used to mm. in the evening. When there was quiet
1: time, there's quiet time. There like is when Elijah's sleeping, there's no one talking to you or no other person that you need to engage with.
0: Yeah, so I'm not, I'm I'm privileged enough to be going away quite a bit with family and friends and that in the next couple of weeks. But I'm not looking forward to just... People talking to me all the time. Like <laughs> you want to go away
1: with them, but you also just wanna want to zone out into your own space. I somebody to force
0: me like everybody. Everybody has to nap now. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Don't do anything or say anything that Sam's going to miss out on.
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. You know the bread buttered on both sides. Exactly, I know I exactly.
0: do that. So part of my bad mom, well, my bad mom moment was that uh, Ray... Uh, he was away sometime this week before he went to Cape Town and came back. It was an in and out thing. But that means he wasn't here in the morning to help get Elijah ready. And I, there's just, we've spoken about the Christmas list that's never ending and the work that's closing in on you before everybody shuts down. You're
1: running out of time.
0: It's, the pressure's on. The pressure, on. yeah. And I haven't been alone. And also Elijah's now reached an age where he doesn't shut up. Ever, mm. like the kid does not stop mm. talking, <laughs> and he hangs on me all the time, and it's like I'm touched out. Don't fool yourselves, moms. That touched out ends when you stop breastfeeding or when they stop being babies. It's it's still carrying on. Mm. Um. Anyway, so I he was just being a toddler. Elijah was running around the house and that, and um, I lost it. I. Good and proper lasted. I think I I was running off of very little sleep because he picked up a cough. So he was coughing throughout the night. Ray snores. There and he had th- been sick because you yes. were
1: up within the one night uh, several times with yes. tummy bugs. So, so he had
0: been sick. Then after the tummy bug, he got a cough. So, uh, you know... You know, you, know, you never catch
1: out. up the last sleep. Yeah. So you're perpetually falling behind.
0: And then there was that particular night, there was a cricket in my... In my room. And you know how loud they are? So Ray's snoring. And you know how you resent your husband for sleeping when so much better than you? Yeah. There was a cricket. There were other bugs flying at my head. Ray was snoring. And Elijah, I did not sleep a wink that night. Then Ray leaves early, early to go catch his Cape Town flight. And um, I have to get Elijah ready. And at one point, I feel like the world's happening around me. In my head, you can't even
1: I, think straight. You
0: know, in movies where the character is like still, and everything's moving at super fast speed around yes. him. That's how I felt. And I'm trying to put on this kid's shoes, but he won't sit still. And eventually, I just lost it. I think I might have thrown the shoe. I definitely stood at the top of the stairs. I turned my back on him and I just screamed loud. I lost. I proper. I lost it. I saw red. I enough
1: as you would
0: and. Then when I turn around and Elijah's looking at me, and then I just burst into tears. And you know how cuck you feel when it's like, Mommy, Mommy, no, don't cry. It's all right. <laughs> like it's okay. And then he comes and pats your back. And you're like, and it's not all right. <laughs> I'm just like, how is it that my three-year-old is the only person who can <laughs> make me feel better? And but him trying to make me feel better is making me feel really worse because I feel like a cuck mom now. Yeah. I lost it. And then when I came downstairs... He, uh, he and my helper were jumping on the. Well, my ju- helper wasn't jumping on the couch, but she was watching, watching on him. while he ju- was jumping on the couch. And I'm just like, am I the only adult in, in this equation?
1: Exactly. Like, and then I shout, "No, Elijah, don't jump on the couch! You're gonna get hurt!" No, Come me help you down. They were like
0: tickling and playing. He was running away from her, and he was doing so on the couch. Oh, and I. It's just, it's just when you reach the end of your tether. So, so bad mom
1: moment, it. yes, because you lost it. But to be honest, I don't think that makes you a bad mom. You're just a person, for no, goodness sake. I, Anyone would react in that way or battle to keep it together, given that situation.
0: I'm definitely battling to keep it together in general.
1: And so am I.
0: Um, I my bombing at momming was that I apologized Oh, Good ma- for you. Many times. And I think that's important, And yeah, that's, no, all I can, that's all I can pick out of that situation I because apologize. you're
1: human, it's fine we make we we don't always have control of our emotions and the way we behave, but it's important to recognize and explain because at least there's mm-hmm. a learning in that so, for him as well.
0: Mom was wrong in this instance, and I'm sorry you know? um why are you tired of being bullied?
1: Oh, we've spoken about this before. I just feel like it gets worse and worse and worse i have my kids trampling on me. They both want to climb on me at the same time while I'm eating dinner. Joshua like bashed my head against the wall yesterday, forcing my eyes closed because I'm not allowed to see the TV. Like I get dressed. I'm bending over. Josh is sticking his hand up my bum. Mm -hmm. And Jesse wants to see what's going on under my shirt. And they're just being kids. It's funny until it's not. Until you're just like, where is my fucking dignity? Like, I am a human being, for God's sake. Like, I'm not allowed to put something in my mouth because it'll literally get... No, mommy, don't take that bite. Get dug out of my mouth because I wanted to take a bite of my dinner, for that matter, or something. It's just, I feel like I'm being bullied by tiny little humans all the time.
0: And sometimes it's like, oh, this is what it's like to be a mom. You know, mom life. Hashtag mom life. And sometimes... You just like actually have fucking had it. This is my space. This is
1: my body. This is my mouth and my food. And I have a right. I was once a professional woman who
0: wore shift dresses and heels. and And had
1: staff that reported
0: to me. Yes.
1: That respected me. Why and are you digging in my fucking mouth <laughs> exactly. and shaking my <laughs> head Quit <with> it. It's <laughs> not right. And then I'm still getting these instructions spat at me. Mm. I want milk. I want this. Mommy, why aren't you bringing me this? Because I am not your slave and your snack bitch. Mm. Only you are. Only you are. (laughs) So I'm tired of being bullied. But I did manage to bum at mumming, I think, on the weekend when I was – because I am a bit of a control freak. And uh, the reason why um, playful activities at home doesn't really work well for us is because I'm like, "Mm, you're not really doing it right. You're not (laughs) – the star goes on top of the tree, not at the bottom. No, that goes on the left kind of thing. So I did manage to – Let Joshua play with his new Lego because he's only ever had Duplo um, because of his age. And so um, he got gifted some of the normal Lego blocks for age four years and up, which is the first of the small blocks. And I obviously had to sit and watch him. Not that he would stick something in his mouth, but I didn't want any of the pieces to go missing. And maybe his sister then finds it and chokes on it or puts it in her mouth because she will do that. So I sat with him to build it, but I managed to allow him to make the mistakes or the errors and correct himself, mm. which I was very surprised at because he managed so well for the first time building such small Lego blocks. And his fine motor skills surprised me. He was very, very good at it. Brilliant. And the, his identification of the pieces and... He tends to jump a couple of steps ahead. So I had to say to him, yes, I can see that you can see where that's going. But remember, we have to finish this step before yeah. we can get to the next one. Um, but I, I I thought I was bombing at momming because I didn't interrupt him the whole time to say, no, that's wrong. That's yeah. wrong. You do it this way. Yeah. I allowed him to figure out the the problem, well which was done. difficult for me. I know. <laughs> I know. And then I'd say my bad mom... Moment was that um, Jesse took a late afternoon nap yesterday. Uh, it's a very long story why, but I won't go into that. Um, and so she only went. I was contemplating: do I let her go down at half past three, or do I just stretch her until the evening? And I, I didn't have it in me. your battle. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I left her to go to sleep and then I did it on purpose because I knew I could manipulate Josh into sitting in front of his iPad and I've mm-hmm. I've made him a bowl of popcorn I left him by himself to eat said popcorn, which <laughs> most people would roll their eyes at because it's a massive choking hazard. Yeah, I left him by himself to watch his iPad and eat his popcorn while I stuck my headphones in and went into my room under a blankie and watched one episode of one of my favorite programs.
0: Good, <laughs> good. I don't know if that's so
1: bad. So yeah, I did that. I
0: don't know if that's so bad. But I mean, we are talking about being uh, cuck moms and I thought maybe we should stop doing that. And uh, talk about something useful for once. Yeah,
1: I'm with you, sister.
0: Guys, as we all break away for the festive season and head to our respective holiday destinations or staycations, Charlene and I thought it was important to educate ourselves and you about water safety.
1: Yeah, as much as we want to put our heads in the sand, we couldn't ignore some of the shocking statistics. So we thought we'd talk about it.
0: According to the World Health Organization, drowning is the third leading cause of unintentional injury death worldwide – Accounting for 7% of all injury-related deaths, young people between the ages of 1 and 20 are most likely to fall victim. A WHO report showed that drowning is one of the top five causes of death overall for people aged 1 to 14 years.
1: And in a developing country like South Africa, the problem is obviously a lot more aggravated.
0: Another thing that shocks us as moms is how many drowning incidents happen outside of big bodies of water, which are the usual suspects, right?
1: Right. Where most people are concerned about pools and the sea, many forget about bathtubs, buckets in the house, toilets, kiddie pools and even puddles, considering all the rain we've had in Joburg of late.
0: Guys, a study published last year revealed that 70% of drownings in children under the age of four occur in or around the home. Let's not
1: become a statistic. So we've been looking into solutions and preventative measures. For instance, uh, children could learn how to control their breathing, how to orientate themselves and how to extricate themselves from deep water. These should be basic life skills for all our children.
0: So, dare we chat about
1: swimming lessons then? Oh my God. (laughs) That's that's why I feel strongly about this because of the guilt I've been feeling over not having sent my kids for swimming lessons yet.
0: Mm, I mean, it's hard. We all know how quickly these things go. And I know a lot of people are like, six months. You
1: know, and that was your my I, that, that was months. my intention. Both my kids at six months were sending them. I never did that. Just one thing fell by the one thing happened after the other. It fell by the wayside. Then I was working, and Saturday mornings was the only time I could do it. It was. I inquired about four times, and then to find a, a right, the right slot was difficult. And yeah. then and then I, we went through a stage where money was really tight, so I had to to. Uh, keep the budget tight and we did, we couldn't afford it. Well, can I
0: also just tell you that I see the moms out there who are doing it. Um, it's it's not fun for for me. It wasn't f- super fun because in the beginning you must get in with your child. Well, like most accredited swim schools you have to get in with your child, and it's juggling dressing your baby, yeah, being and on dressing time. You and finding the time in the day, and finding that extra however much money per quarter you've got to you know fish out of I don't know where. It's a big chore, and I think. Um it was earlier this year, I think, after, after the second quarter of the year, I went, why am I doing this? Whoa, hang on. Why am I doing this? I was, I was in tears after my, like, umpteenth swimming lesson. And the
1: thing is, at least you don't have a, pol- a pool here at the house. We also yeah. don't have a pool at the house. So when I started checking my... Like, why am I putting myself under pressure to do this? I took those things into consideration, which is maybe a, a way to justify because if I say money was tight, then some people I've had conversations with have said, yeah, but can you put a price on your child's life? And can I just say... There's excuses for everything. When actually. I was a young girl, my cousin who was a baby, I was 12 and he was two and he was. I was very close with him. I used to go visit school holidays at my aunt's house and we shared a birthday. On the same day, and I absolutely adored that little baby, and he drowned.
0: I didn't know that. He died.
1: A v- it was the. <sighs> it was one of the most traumatic things that happened to me. Of the m- of the traumatic experiences in a, in a I a swimming, can put down in my life. In a swimming pool. In a swimming pool. It was in the middle of winter, and he had. He was. If all the kids were playing together, and his mom turned around to put something down. For a second, he, they weren't even near the pool; they were playing outside. She turned around for a second, lost sight of him, and when she turned around, saw he wasn't there, and went to look for him, and she found him. He had. There was a, a, a one of those sheets over the pool, a sail mm-hmm. over the pool, and they weren't at their house; they were away at a, a lodge, and the sheet wasn't tied on all the clips, and mm-hmm. he had gone, as Murphy would have it, to the side where the sheet was not clipped in. He climbed, crawled onto the the sheet, slipped under and drowned. Yes. And so it was one of the it was a very traumatic experience for me. So when I had Dind
0: your parenting, you know yes. your way of parenting I'm sure. And so
1: when I had my kids, I was adamant and I feel so much guilt over the topic. And so I am in the new year, Sam. I am doing it. Both yes, my kids are going <laughs> to swim lessons.
0: Look, it's it is. It's super important. It's not. And I think the reason why we're saying why we stopped or why we haven't started, or how hard it was when I was doing it, is also because we hold on to our no judges policy. Yes, and I do. I never want any mom around me to feel guilty. We're all human, but I I really just think. We need to enlighten ourselves more. We need to have a discussion around this. So as usual, it's necessary to reiterate that Charlene and I are not experts in this. We're just moms doing our thing out in the wild. So I took the opportunity to call on an expert in swim safety to give us moms some crucial tips.
1: (laughs) Yeah, listeners, uh, Sam had to take a cold shower after this interview. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs)
0: Guys, our guest today is an accomplished swimmer who has simultaneously transitioned into a successful businessman and philanthropist. We all proudly know Rake Nietling as an Olympic gold medalist, a three-time swimming world champ and a four-time world record breaker. He was also the first South African athlete to represent his country in four consecutive Olympic Games. Since retiring from swimming, Rake not only launched the Rake Swimming Schools franchise, but also played a key role in the development of South Africa's top residential estate for three years running, Valdivie in Paul. This South African legend uses his influence as an athlete to create better opportunities for our community and to uplift and inspire the youth of South Africa, which he does so well through his additional role as CEO of the Princess Charlene of Monaco Foundation. How lucky are we that he joins us now to share some water safety wisdom. Welcome, Rake.
2: Hi, Sam. Um, Yeah, thank you very much. And thanks for those kind words.
0: You know, I've got to thank you for carving out some time for us and for joining us here. So, um, as I mentioned today on The Great Equalizer, we're talking water safety, which for you is obviously near and dear to your heart, Mostly because you experienced a near drowning incident as a boy, can you tell us more about that?
2: Yes, I was about five years old, and uh, I was a very active young boy. Um, I still am, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was playing in, you know, in the neighbor's pool um, with some with with some bigger boys, older boys, and um, and I couldn't really swim. I was just playing in the in the shallow end, and went a little bit too deep, um, ended up at the bottom of the pool for a couple of seconds, uh, You know, luckily the older boys jumped in and they pulled me out, took me across the road back to the house and said, listen, um, they told my mom that I ended up at the bottom of the pool. My mom obviously freaked out and decided that, uh, you know, that little Reiki had to learn how to swim immediately. I'm the oldest as well, so uh, it was all new to her as well. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the very next day, she enrolled me into a um, a learn to swim school, where the first two or three lessons, I refused to get into the water because I was you know, scared, and then she had a very stern talk uh, with me and said, "Listen, acti talbaya help si um and uh, these lessons are expensive, and I have to get my bum in there, and um, yeah, and then I. I started swimming and I really enjoyed it. Um and uh, so that's how I started swimming and that's why I've got a real passion for you know, for learning to swim. I think for me, um, through my franchises, you know, through the uh you know, the swim schools the goal is is to create lifelong swimmers. Um, not necessarily to create uh you know world champions and Olympic champions, but to First of all, make sure that kids are water safe, that they won't drown if they fall in, Mm. and uh, that they really enjoy it because, you know, um, I received so many benefits from swimming and I continue to do so. And um, I just want as many people to experience, um, you know, swimming and water sports in the way that I did.
0: Well, Rake, uh, through your swim schools and the important work you do with the Princess Charlene of Monaco Foundation as their CEO, um, you know, there's a lot that you're doing for the country as we discussed um you know in terms of just building the community and and creating awareness can you tell us more what you do at the foundation um and what the foundation's ethos and mission is
2: yeah so um you i'm so princess charlene obviously she she shares the same passion for water safety as i do um the princess competed for south africa at the 2000 olympics and uh I was teammates with her on teams from 1993. She was a very accomplished, um, international swimmer. Uh, so I've, I, you know, I've known her for a long time and then, uh, she's also got twins. I think they're about five years old now. Mm. So, uh, she's a mom and she just understands the importance. And that's why for me, it's great to be able to give back. So we, the, you know, the broad mission is, is, is just to prevent drowning. So we create awareness we talk to as many kids as possible, uh just just over half a million kids this past year in South Africa. Uh and we try to do as many learn to swim, you know, clinics all over the country, uh, where we combine with uh you know, with the municipalities and schools, uh we've got a very um exciting pilot project now with Virgin Active that we're launching where we're gonna use some of their pools in the downtime and get schools there and we've got instructors and uh yeah just to just to spread the word, uh, teach people CPR, teach them what to do in a, in a uh, in a situation when you know somebody's has fallen into water. Uh, you know who to call, mm. you know, all those kind of things. And uh, we've got great partners. I must say, we we partner with uh, you know, with Life Saving South Africa and with the NSRI, obviously with the municipalities here in Cape Town and in Powell, um, that we partner to be able to use the facilities. So. Um, I've been CEO now since 2017, so this is my second summer now that you know, that I'm in charge, and uh, so far it's going really well. And, and I must say, um, you know, maybe people look at uh, other people that are well known, and they think, oh, you know, it's great to be. Well known and famous, but um, it has its drawbacks. But one of the great things is that you do have a great platform, and it's an opportunity to give something back. And and like I said, you know, swimming gave me so many opportunities, and and uh, and I was just brought up in a way that um, I'd like to leave this world a better place. And uh, this is a great opportunity for me, and I'm I'm very honoured that the princess has uh, you know given her support and entrusted me with. With
0: you know, something that's so important. Right, I um, we must applaud you for for using the platform as well uh, to do good. And hopefully, I mean, we've been chatting in the in the show about uh, the shocking statistics, actually worldwide, when it comes to uh, drownings and especially among children and um, under four years old. Um, and so that's why I mean, as a parenting podcast. As you're most likely aware, we are heading straight into the silly season in South Africa where our kids are exposed to more swimming pools and and the sea as Gautengas go down to the coast for their holidays. And this happens probably more so in December than any other month of the year. So taking all this into consideration, what are some important facts regarding basic water safety that parents should be more aware
2: of? Well, you know, I think... uh, um there's obviously a lot that can be done that can be done to prevent you know, drowning. I think I think a parent should never think that it's too difficult for a kid to learn. Uh it's never too late. Uh we also get adults that come, uh and you know, they want to learn, um, especially at the swim school. So um I think as soon as possible, you know, just make sure that you enroll your kid at um you yeah, preferably an accredited swim school. Um, we see now with some of the kids, uh, it's, you know, as little as eight lessons, uh, if they're a certain age, where they can be, have the basic water safety where they'll be fine. Yeah, um, a driving happens so fast. Mm. It is literally 30 seconds to one minute. And it's just that time where a parent, one parent thinks the one kid is, uh, you know, the one parent is, is um, you know is looking after them, and uh, it's just that minute. Um, so, so sometimes it's just uh, that they must be able to float for a couple of seconds, for a minute. Um, make sure that the pools are you know are covered, that there's fencing around it, um, and don't be too lax. Um, the you know you can't uh, when, you know, when kids go play like myself when I played at a neighbor's pool. Mm um so your pool might be fine but uh but, you know, but the neighbor's pool just make sure that you know where the kids are And when you go to the ocean uh even me as a uh, an Olympic gold medalist i've got uh incredible respect for the ocean uh you know with currents um the big thing is just, you know, with a riptide don't try to fight it. it it you know it will take you out just kind of go with it and it will uh, you know, it will spit you out somewhere else, and then you can swim in. Um, it's when people try to fight it when they get tired. Uh, but don't, don't, you know, disrespect the ocean. Um, uh, even an accomplished you know, athlete like myself, mm. I don't push it. I don't go swim alone. Make sure that there's always a friend there that they can, uh, you know, just uh, you know, assist and help you. So. Those are the basic things you know listen to the lifeguards if there's no lifeguard you probably shouldn't be swimming um so just the basic stuff and there's you know there's plenty of um you know material out there um at most beaches this you know december there will be lifeguards the nsri will be out there they will be handing out pamphlets so don't be a, a statistic and uh, you know make sure that you listen to the people in charge
0: Right. So, in terms of those statistics, accidents do happen. Let's be realistic. So, if, uh, God forbid, there isn't an emergency, what is the most appropriate first response in the event of a near drowning or a drowning incident? If you see a kid in a pool, and you, I mean, whether it's yours or somebody else's, you pull them out, and then what next?
2: Well, make sure that you call the emergency numbers and, uh, and, um you should do CPR on them as soon as possible. Uh, so so make sure that um you know that paramedics or the ambulance is on its way and then you start doing uh you know CPR on you know on the person and that's as much as you can do.
0: Right. lastly, um another reality is that drownings can actually happen all year round. We're talking about December now, but I mean as parent uh, to a toddler, uh you know, there are just hazards all over the household, actually. So do you have any kind of advice for parents and what what parents can do from birth uh, with their kids just to make sure that their children are more water-savvy?
2: I think the earliest that they can take them to swim schools are better. Um, there are some, some schools that take kids from about six months where they teach them how to float actually with the clothes on so that it, if they do fall into the water, even with the clothes on, and it can be heavy clothes that they can still float. And it's just those couple of, those couple of seconds and for them to be able to cry mm-hmm. and to be able to alert uh, you know, any adult that's in, their, that's in the vicinity. So really don't think that it's a, a big deal or you're just going to keep your kid away from water. Most of these swimming schools also teach the respect. So um, while they try to make it fun, they also teach uh, kids not to come too close how to get in and out of the pool so they don't fall and slip and hit their head. So um, it's important for kids to understand uh, that it can be fun, but that they need to respect it and it can be dangerous as well.
0: Right. uh, Thanks again so much for your time. Again, I must applaud you and Princess Charlene uh, for what you're doing in terms of water safety in South Africa. And um, as moms here at the Great Equalizer, we'll do all we can uh, to support you.
2: No, thank you very much and thanks for, uh, for giving me the opportunity to talk about something that is, is very close to my heart. I appreciate it.
1: I think a lot of what he was saying is stuff that I already know, which is part of the guilt that I carry around because I, I'm just being stupid by not actually doing something about it. But Having said that um, it's good to hear the refresher and the I mean the point of this discussion is not to make me feel more guilty about not doing anything about it. It is because I want our listeners to know that I am just a human <laughs> like you are so if you are out there and you maybe you knew a lot of the stuff that rake shared with us, maybe you knew a lot of those facts or you know why it's important or what you should be doing or could be doing, but you still just haven't gotten around to it. What was so poignant for me was that it is never too late. Yeah,
0: that's So what I was going to say.
1: Yes, it's never too late and so it actually makes me feel a little bit better because we are starting the new year fresh and, and what's important there, what he also said was, it's not just about having fun and teaching them to swim, it's also to teach them about how to get into the pool, how to get out of the pool so you don't bump your head and to a degree Teaching them to respect water and yeah. for and what it is. Because I see with my kids, they just go. They just they jump. Whether you're there or not, you have to watch them so closely because they're just so damn excited to get into the pool. And I think I mean there's a there's a lot that you can take from what he, he was saying. But just again a reminder that it's never too late and um at least if you're doing something about it at some point, it's better than nothing.
0: You know what I loved? Um, and this is, like, nobody, I think, would have picked up on this, but he mentioned when he was telling the story about his drowning, uh, near drowning, excuse me. Um, and his um, he said, you know, and then his mom got a, the fright of her life, obviously, and little Reiki had to go for swimming lessons. And, and he was the eldest, and so and it was new to her as well. It was new to her yes. as well. And I was so just like...
1: Yay. Yes, we know them <laughs> feels so. And then also when he said about his mom saying, "I'm paying a lot of money for these lessons, so you better, you better, better, just you better damn well just yeah. just do it."
0: And it turns out to be this major Olympic swimmer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, we we had just discussed like how much it costs to teach his kids to swim,
0: and so you he, could see the sacrifice on yes. his mom's part, and I really related to her. Um, I know it was he said it in passing, but I was just like mm.
1: It's true because I you can it. so identify with that feeling. It's it's very true. It was so nice to, to hear from him and to to have him on. It is a beautiful initiative. I mean there's a lot of people, adults in this country, that can't swim. So I mean my mom until like about two years ago, couldn't swim. No, really. Yeah. but they grew up as kids. They, they didn't have a didn't, pool. Yeah. They they swam in the dam and all sorts. How they didn't. So drown. did your mom I go for know. lessons? No, we taught her like to paddle like a doggy. So <laughs> she, she does the doggy swim still. She's not like a stroke yeah. with the arms or the whatever. But yeah, so she can she can keep herself afloat. Afloat, yes. <laughs>
0: Well, I just I I think we I you and I tend to dig our heads in the sand. We mm. do do that. We it's like okay, I get the statistics. I know the facts. Mm. I know. Um, another thing that was important to me in hearing him say that is it, even if it's not my kid, let's say I've got my eyes on my kid like a freaking hawk. You know, if you have a child or are around children or are looking after children in some way or another, an aunt or uncle or granny or grandpa or whatever. You need your CPR, guys. Yes. And and I'm saying that because I'm also saying it to myself. I went for CPR when Elijah was a baby. I need to go again. So you did need I? To I refresh need to do it my, every my two refresher. Years.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I listen. I think I would be dumbfounded. I would be like, I I wouldn't know what to do if a kid in front of me swallows some water and I need to do CPR. I wouldn't. Mm. I know the the theory, but to do it every two years, just keeps that confidence going. I think about it all the time when I watch Elijah um, eating and I think, shit, if you were to choke now, am I confident that I could mm. perform the Heimlich maneuver on, mm. on him? I don't, I'm don't. i not so sure. Mm. So that's, that was also an important bottom line for me.
1: And to know your emergency numbers. Because yes. something that was poignant that I noticed, because that's something that we learned when doing CPR as well. You think get stuck in, administer the CPR, but... You cannot continue to do, you need an emergency response team. So before you start emergency CPR, yell to someone on the scene or standing next to you, phone this number. Yeah. Or go call the ambulance or phone this number. If you know the number, you can shout it out to them while they grab your phone and phone the number. Or have it on speed dial saved on your phone under AA whatever. Throw your phone at them, let them call, and then it start administering the CPR because that means help is on its way because once you start with CPR, you t- technically should not stop or cannot stop until, until the emergency response them. team has arrived so yeah. that was a good, good advice as well I thought
0: um I just I feel more aware, not more confident by any means, but no. just more aware and more determined to keep an eye on my kid going into the swim season and i and I hope. That you guys feel the same too. And I mean, Charlene and I, I mean, I think the last few episodes we've been Debbie Downers of Debbie Downers. (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) the end of year has been crashing in on us, but we want you guys to enjoy yourselves and that means just staying safe out there, guys. So how about we keep? talking.
1: Yeah, listeners, you know this, if you want to chat to us or weigh in on any of the topics of conversation, maybe you just want to swear, rant or cry or laugh or be a Debbie Downer with us, you can DM (laughs) us a voice note on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast.
0: Or record one on your phone and hit us up over email thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com.
1: Also, feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook posts when you do use the hashtags bombing at momming or bad mom moment, so we can see what you were up to, and we can have a giggle or a laugh or a cry with you. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, this
0: past week, there were several moms who had like eye incidents with their children. <laughs> they dropped shit in their children's eye, and they're just like, hashtag bad mom moment. Yes. But then our one listener... Was bombing at momming because she proceeded to Just lick lick it it.
1: out, like instinctively just lick whatever had fallen into the (laughs) kid's eye out. Your support's so important to us and you have no idea how much every like, love and comment or share means to us. Or maybe you do have an idea because we keep telling you, but what we want to (laughs) say is keep them coming.
0: (laughs) Please don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Facebook and hit that subscribe button on any of the platforms that you're listening to us on.
1: The more we've seen, the better this podcast will do and the better we will be for you.
0: And so, Charlene, I think that's it for this week and for the year. Can you believe it? I can't believe it.
1: Until next time then, keep, keep your it. mom game strong. more on today's show please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on instagram at the great equalizer podcast or on facebook if you want something a little more personal email us at the at gmail.com and we'll get back to you